to another episode of Bed Letter. I am your host, Christian Ashleman, and this is the podcast where we chat a bit about our psychohuman brains, a little about our loony human behavior, and a lot about how it all fits together. So today we are on episode 35. Thank you to those who've been out there following along with the podcast. I really appreciate you for taking the time to listen. It really does mean a lot to me. Uh, if you know someone who you think would enjoy Bed Letter, please feel free to share the podcast with them. And if you're interested in signing up for the monthly newsletter or in joining the Bed Letter community Discord server, you can head to cashleman.com. That's C-A-S-H-L-I-M-A-N.com. On my website over there, I've got a blog that I write on as well as uh, more info on editing, tutoring, and mentoring services that I offer. And if you want to help to support the show, I do have a Patreon page. And if something in the show sparks a question or a comment and you want to share, uh, you can head to my blog, um, our community Discord server, or to my Instagram page, at cashleman. All of those are fantastic places to share your thoughts and, and provide feedback. So... Um, again, welcome to the episode. Uh, happy to have you here. And this one's coming out just a little bit later on Friday. Normally, I've been kind of scheduling the episodes um, when I can to uh, have them release, you know, like early in the morning, kind of. Um, at least if you're uh, going off of Mount Standard Time. But, uh, you know, it doesn't always work out that way. But my goal is overall to always have it released on a Tuesday and on every Friday. So. So the article today that we're going to kind of be looking at and the research we're going to kind of be going over here is titled Pandemic Paradox. People want to improve mental health by exercising, but stress and anxiety get in the way, research shows. Uh, it was written by Jennifer Heise, uh, who is an associate professor in kinesiology. It was written and posted on April 12th, 2021. And um, yeah, so... Jennifer Heise is a professor with McMaster University, right? So the article starts off, new research from McMaster University suggests the pandemic has created a paradox where mental health has become both a motivator for and a barrier to physical activity. People want to be active to improve their mental health, but find it difficult to exercise due to stress and anxiety, say the researchers who surveyed more than 1,600 patients uh, in an effort to understand how and why mental health, physical activity, and sedentary behavior have changed throughout the course of the pandemic. Um, first thing that jumps out at me is the fact that they actually interviewed or surveyed uh, more than 1,600 subjects. I mean, that's, that's pretty substantial. That's a, lot of, that's a lot of people. A lot of research um, oftentimes will come out and, and have a couple hundred, you know, just under a thousand things like that and I feel like I feel like 1600 is a good number obviously the more the more the merrier the, the more you can get the more diverse your results be, can be and the more applicable they can be to other you know populations right and so 1600 in the scheme of 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 you know being able to transmute these results to different populations around the world might not be super super great but 1,600 I still feel like is better than a lot of different studies that we see. So kudos to them for getting that many um, responses. So the article goes on. Maintaining a regular exercise program is difficult at, at the best of times, and the conditions surrounding COVID-19 pandemic may be making it even more difficult, says Jennifer Heise, lead author of the study and an associate professor in the Department of Kinesiology at McMaster. 
Even though exercise comes with the promise of reducing anxiety, many respondents felt too anxious to exercise. Likewise, although exercise reduces depression, respondents who were more depressed were less motivated to get active. And lack of motivation is a symptom of depression. So really, it's just a, a vicious cycle, right? Um, if there's a desire, there's a want to exercise, but then there's like this hanging cloud that sort of drains your energy and drains your emotion and mental ability and, and sort of takes, strips, strips like the physical ability to be able to go and do that thing, right? And so, um, it kind of just goes in a circle over and over again. And I, I don't know if, um, I don't know about you, but I have definitely felt you know, this at times, I feel like everybody feels this at times, right? When you're feeling particularly, particularly stressed at work, um, particularly, you know, frustrated with, with, you know, other people in your life or with whatever's going on in your life, you know, and, um, you know, things are mounting and there's, there's, I, I have personally experienced both the, the, uh, the joy of, of, of having that stress and having all of that, but having it kind of eradicated through exercise and through like a pretty rigid routine of exercise. And I've, I've felt that, but I've also uh, been in the same boat where, you know, you wake up and it's like the last thing you ever want to do is, um, you know, go on the jog, lift the weights, do, you know, whatever your routine is, whatever, you know, exercise routine you enjoy sticking to. Um, it can be incredibly difficult, especially when other things are mounting and it's just, it's, it's frustrating because you know, the promise of, of, of healing is there. You know, that if you were to do it, it would help, but it's almost like knowing that isn't enough to actually get you to physically go and do it. Right. There needs to be some other, uh, additional motivator. Um, and what, what that can be, who knows, right? Maybe, maybe that's one of the reasons why it's, um, when people talk about goals and stuff in relation to health and wellness, they say to share those goals with friends, share those goals with other people so that they can help you keep, you know, help keep you accountable. So maybe there's, maybe there's that factor, right? Maybe that's the thing that can help you pull you out of this, right? There's the added, the added, um, factor that there's somebody else who's helping you or potentially making you uh, actually physically get up and 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 work out and exercise, right? I don't know. It's pretty interesting to 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 guess as to how to break the cycle. Um, but the article goes on. Respondents reported higher psychological stress and moderate levels of anxiety and depression triggered by the pandemic. At the same time, aerobic activity was down about 20 minutes per week, strength training down roughly 30 minutes per week, and sedentary time was up about 30 minutes per day compared to six months prior to the pandemic. Those who reported the greatest declines in physical activity also experienced the worst the worst mental health outcomes, the researchers reported, while respondents who maintained their physical activity levels fared much better mentally, which obviously that, that last blurb is pretty, uh, it's a given, right? Like if you're going to continue to maintain your high level, a high level of activity, um, I feel like that it's pretty, uh, I mean, going off of all the previous research that we've ever have in regards to exercise and psychology, you know, obviously you're going to be feeling a lot better um, if you are exercising, right? Especially during the pandemic. That being said, um, it's it's interesting. Obviously, I, I you know, another thing is that sedentary time going up during the pandemic does make sense, right? 
if, if we're being through the pandemic, we were told to not go anywhere, to stay home, to, to, you know, not go out and, and participate in activities and involve other people and other things like that. And so while it's normally been all right through the pandemic to go, um, you know, hiking and stuff like that, I still feel like a lot of people, some of the activity and some, and some of the, um, body movement they were getting every day was in the, walking to their car, walking into work, walking around the work office, walking to going on a, a several block walk during lunch, um, you know, all kinds of things like that, little things. And you, and if you boil all of it down to just staying home through the pandemic, I feel like you're definitely going to get a lot of more sedentary behavior. And, and I, I mean, personally, I have seen that in my life. Right. And, and it's something that you have to be, uh, cognitive about of like actually realizing, okay, I actually need to get up and like take a little walk, take a little jog and, and move the muscles. Otherwise it's just going to become, uh, miserable, right? You'll just be more and more unable to, to stretch your muscles, move your muscles. And, and that drastically affects your, your mental and emotional, um, scape in your head, right? Like that affects your well being there hugely. And so the article goes on saying that researchers also researchers found also found economic disparities played a role, particularly among younger adults. Just like other aspects of the pandemic, some demographics are harder than others, and he, and here it is people with lower income who are struggling to meet their physical activity goals, says Miriam Marashi, a graduate student in the Department of Kinesiology and co-lead author of the study. It is plausible that younger adults who typically work longer hours and earn less are lacking both time and space, which is taking a toll. After analyzing the data, the researchers designed an evidence-based toolkit, which includes the following advice to get active. The first thing is adopt a mindset. Some exercise is better than none. Second thing is lower exercise intensity if it feels anxious, if, if feeling anxious. And the third thing is move a little every day. Number four, break up sedentary time with standing or movement breaks. And number five is plan your workouts like appointments by blocking off the time in your calendar. And I think these are all fantastic goals, fantastic uh, things to keep in mind. And some of them might be a little broad, but I think that um, they're definitely important and they're definitely – some of them aren't too difficult to to actually take into account. Most of them aren't too difficult, right? I think – I think that when we think about exercise, we think about how long it takes and how much we have to do and how rigorous it has to be and how, uh, and how that's the only way to do it if we want to see any results, right? There has to be some certain level of intensity. And, and going through the last year I've been going through dealing with my um, back pain and herniated disc and healing all of that up, um, I spend a lot of time focusing on stretching and, 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 you know, hip movement and making sure that I'm, um, getting at least some movements standing. I have a standing desk that I can do standing and sitting and things like that. Um, that is allowing me to not necessarily spend hours and hours focusing on like exercising every day in order to get this, you know, get to the level I'm trying to get to. But it's through these small and tiny little behaviors that I'm able to do that, right? Where it says, and the first tip here, it says, some exercise is better than none. I think that changing the the way you think about exercise in that thinking that it needs to be this big, long, rigorous thing, if that's hard for you, obviously for some people that works, but if that's difficult for you, then 
adopting a mindset of, hey, just going on a walk every day, starting there, just starting there is enough, right? That's good enough. I mean, you have to adjust your expectations appropriately, right? If you haven't exercised um, consistently ever in your life or even for months or or for in, in years, then maybe trying to jump into a rigorous uh, – workout routine and expecting yourself to enjoy it and expecting yourself to see huge results and expecting yourself to to stick to it maybe that's kind of a ridiculous expectation right maybe it needs to start out a little bit less it needs to start out as a just a, a 15 20 minute walk every day right something simple like that um but you know start it out at the appropriate level start it with the appropriate expectations and 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 manage those because it's, you're going they're going to get a little out of whack every time every now and then I know they do for me and so um, the next thing it said is lower exercise intensity of feeling anxious I think that's another big one and that fits really hand in hand with the first thing they said where instead of always feeling like you have to go 100 percent all the time in order to get any results maybe instead of that lower the intensity a little bit do something that's a little bit more fun a little bit more enjoyable and you will, you know, in so doing, lower your your uh, anxious levels, your anxiety levels, your stress levels. Um, that's been proven through this research and tons of research before, right? Um, another thing, I love this. I love to say, move a little every day. I think that that's huge. It's really easy sometimes to um, realize that holy cow, I've spent all day sitting, watching movies, you know, playing games, uh, just hanging out, right? Not not like going and walking around even 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 like walking doing a lap around the house much right it's easy to get into that um every now and then and let a day slip by on the weekend or something and while it's nice to relax like that i think that there's actually quite a negative effect sometimes when you don't move a little every day because your muscles seize up you're, you you become sedentary, you become comfortable. And when your mind gets comfortable, it gets addicted to that state. It gets addicted to that 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 position and, and your view becomes so narrow, right? And so I think moving a little every day not only helps your muscles and your body, but it helps your mind for sure, like it says. And then break up sedentary time with standing or movement breaks. Um, Having the standing desk, I think, is really helpful. I use it a lot. Um, several times a day, I'll lift up the desk, and I'm standing for an hour, and then I'll go back down to sitting. Um, once my legs start getting a little sore, um, I think it's important. Sometimes even when I'm standing, I'll be like doing little like walking in place m- movements or just little things like that just to kind of get a little bit more movement. I think that that does help. Um, but then going into the final point, it says plan your workouts like appointments by blocking off the time in your calendar. Um, personally, I don't really do this. I kind of just have a good idea of when I'm going to be working out and I have a flexible enough schedule with work and with doing remote work a lot that I kind of can fit in my workouts throughout the day and that exercise throughout the day. But, um, if you're someone who, who likes that kind of routine, who keeps a planner that rigid, I, you know, use this to your advantage. And if it's something that you're just trying to get into, maybe it is something that you need to block off every day for this time. If you're not a morning person, don't do it in the morning. Block it off for 15, 20 minutes at lunch or 20 minutes uh, in the evening before the sun sets. Maybe then, you know, going on a walk, watching the sunset, maybe that's the positive thing. That's huge, right? 
And so the end of the article, it ends by saying, our results point to the need for additional psychological supports to help people maintain their physical activity need levels during stressful times in order to minimize the burden of the pandemic and prevent the development of a mental health crisis, says Heise. So, you know, I think that's a pretty, pretty straightforward uh finisher to it right you know we need to develop additional psychological supports to help people maintain their their levels like what what does that look like though what do those supports look like um in reality the fact of the matter i believe primarily firstly comes down to you deciding to do something right it comes down to um you choosing that maybe sedentary maybe maybe uh high anxiety levels, high depressive levels, maybe those aren't the um, most appropriate or most beneficial way to move forward, right? You have to choose, you have to weigh that, right? You have to weigh that against your future. And I think that developing supports outside of yourself is good and that is useful and helpful. But at the same time, understanding and knowing what gets you out of bed. And if, like I said, one of the biggest things for exercise, I think, is choosing the right ex- form of exercise for yourself. Um, if you hate running, if you hate cardio, and it makes you miserable, don't commit to a run, uh, running every day, and 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 just making yourself miserable like that. If it's something you despise, find a different form of cardio. Maybe maybe the way of cardio that you'd like that would benefit you the most, and you'd find the most enjoyment in, is like doing a boxing circuit on a boxing bag, right? A punching bag. Maybe the the best cardio for you is is in a bicycle or in maybe you find more joy in that but there's other there's other options same with same goes with like weightlifting and other things like that there's all kinds of ways to work out uh recently one of the things that i've been doing is uh, i got a i got a pass to our our local rec center and i I've been trying to go swimming at least three or four times a week, you know, and get some laps in that way and i i enjoy swimming a lot and so it makes it so that that exercise time is tied with something that I actually physically enjoy doing. It's not something that I'm torturing myself in, right? And I think that's one of the biggest things that helps you pull you out of that depressive mode, pull you out of that um, that anxiety, anxious, not wanting to get up, kind of in, locked in, right? If it's something that you're looking forward to, it's something that you make a game out of, then it's something that you're way more highly likely to go and participate in, right? So that's kind of that's kind of my take on it. That's what I'm thinking in regards to um, kind of pushing and breaking that vicious cycle like we talked about. But I think that's where I'm going to wrap up this episode. Uh, if you enjoyed listening, be sure to follow Bedletter on whatever platform that you're listening to uh, the show on. Um, remember that you can add your name to the monthly newsletter list. You can join our community Discord server and a whole bunch more over on my website, cashleman.com. Again, that's C-A-S-H-L-I-M-A-N.com. If you're interested in supporting the show, I also have that Patreon page with some cool donation benefits as well. If anything from today's episode sparked a thought, please feel free to share that on either the Discord server or in the comments section on my blog or on my Instagram page. And that's just at C. Ashland. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. I really, really appreciate you guys for listening and uh, have an awesome week. And I will see you next time on Bed Letter. Bed Letter.